Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. What's up? All right, today we got a special show. It is, it's special already because uh, we're, it's like we're in a new studio. It's like I don't even recognize where we are anymore. Marco has invested heavily in equipment. There's a, a, a mic on an arm. I have my own mic. We yeah, yeah. Share a mic, right? You should be hearing us one of us through the right channel or the right ear and one of us through the left oh, ear. Oh, I wonder if I'm a righty or a lefty. Oh, I, I can tell you. Hang yeah? on a second. Yeah, because you should be... Well, you're the left ear. I'm the left friend. ear. You're the left ear. I'm a left brain kind of guy to be in your left ear. It makes sense. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. That's Ali Hassan who's right-handed. Yeah. And I'm right-handed too. Oh, well then that's not too special then, is it? No, no. No. But you got the arms, you got the mic, you got the spit guard. And I can barely see you through all this thing, it's but true. I think we'll still have a nice I I will I'll always remember what you look like and always, you know, I I'll fondly remember your voice and I'll put it all together and then uh, we'll have this nice connection. You you can always either lift the arm if you really need to see me yeah. or kind of Turn yeah, I could probably move my head. Bit, yeah. I could probably move my head. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture of this equipment in the studio just to show people what the heck we are talking about. And let us know how this is sounding because I'm like audio engineering it in the moment and I don't know how how great I'm going to be this first episode with our new mics. Whoa, what confidence right out yeah, yeah. the gate, huh? But I do have confidence in our drink. Okay, so this exciting. is – the reason I said it's an exciting show, Ali, is because we had been talking about this particular drink for a while now saying, oh, we'll do an episode of it. We'll do an episode of it. And I that never, day is now. That time is now. That time is now. Yeah. And uh, this is the Caesar cocktail or as we in Canada often refer to it, the Bloody, bloody Caesar. Bloody Caesar. Which I got into a bit of fight with my wife. She goes, no one calls it a Bloody Caesar. I'm like, everyone what? calls it a Bloody Caesar. Amanda. She's American. Come on. What oh, can you yeah. Do? She's American. And the way I and the reason I say it like that is because this cocktail, while it's hugely pop- popular in Canada, has not really made virtually the... unknown in the US. Yeah, I never living in Chicago for a couple of years, having visited multiple towns. I mean, uh, you really got to go to a Canadian bar in an American city yeah. uh, to, to, to have people know what the hell you're talking and about. And the reason for that, the reason it's not popular in the U.S., according to my research, is the clam barrier. What? Please, Marco, <laughs> what's with the pause? Tell us about the clam barrier. <laughs> Dramatic effect. Yeah. Supposedly, and I quote this here, that um, there's speculation that the beverage has, not, has been hampered uh, by what they describe as the clam barrier. <clears throat> They found sounds that like cons- you got a clam barrier in your I, throat. It sounds right like now, it. But- they, <laughs> they found that the consumers in the United States fear that there's too much clam in the beverage, which doesn't uh, make sense to me because in 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 New England, for example, they love clam. Chowder. Who likes chowder? You like chowder? It's chowder all over the place. You can't. You would love the Caesar. You give it a chance. What happens is sometimes Americans, and I don't want to generalize, but sometimes Americans uh, don't like something if they didn't come up with it. Ooh. A uh, exhibit A, the metric system. All right, fair I enough. Mean, there's a, there's about a, I can do the whole exhibit, but Robertson just... screwdriver. 
You can't find that in the U.S.? No, they, they, don't, don't they don't have it. Are you serious? Yeah, Ford. I think it was Ford decided against using it yeah. in their factories, and thus it, it got killed because of that. And supposedly it's a superior screwdriver for the superior screw. It tightens better. <laughs> that's supposedly. <laughs> well, anyway, that, that's a whole exhibit that one day maybe we'll go through. But for now, uh, Americans, you would love this drink. You okay. would absolutely love this drink. I'm going to tell you about the Caesar before I make it. And yeah. the, the interesting thing about the Caesar is it has so many components to it. Oh, yeah. But it's such an easy drink to make. So the Caesar cocktail was inv- was invented. Do you want to guess where? Where? In Calgary, Alberta. I guess I should have waited till you guessed. <laughs> in 1969, yeah. in 69 okay? by restaurateur Walter Chell to celebrate the opening of a new Italian restaurant. Do you want to guess what that Italian restaurant was called? Clam barriers? Better. Marco's Italian. Oh, man. No wonder I saw you beaming. I was like, what's he beaming about? He's never this happy. (laughs) And so what he wanted to do was recreate his favorite Italian food dish, which was pasta alla vongole. Vongole. And so he was using the Venetian recipe that requires uh, clams and tomato sauce. You might be familiar with clams in a white wine sauce, which is more of a Neapolitan dish. So he created this and was testing it and testing it. And he would give it to... To his patrons to test. And one of his patrons, an Englishman, and you got to love these Englishman quotes on drinks. I bet it was rude and straight to the point. What Do you remember you that say? one by Jove? Yeah, by, exactly. <laughs> this time it's this regular Englishman said when he had the bloody Caesar, Walter, that's a damn good bloody Caesar. And hence its name. Because they were trying to figure out where the name came for Caesar, Bloody okay. Caesar. Okay. And, and supposedly oh. that's, that's the Some quote. British dude? You weren't so impressed nah, by that quote. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to be like – I thought this Englishman was going to say something about like this disgusting sauce of yours belongs in a glass by Jove. Oh. And, then, and mm. then he'd be like, okay, you know what? I, I will put it in a glass out of spite. And we'll name it the Bloody Caesar. What do you think of that? I like that story better. Well, Can that, we have that one instead? That's not the story ah. that Walter Chell uh, <laughs> faced in When Calgary I rewrite history, that's the way I'm going to go with it. Walter Chell is no longer with us, sadly. He passed away in 1997, but I dedicate this episode to that mixologist or bartender who invented the Caesar. It's also in Canada, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but do you know it as a hangover cure? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. It's right? the uh, it's that what they call hair of the dog, right? When you want to get back into the mix, but nothing's going to do it. And actually, this is why it's a special show, also because your drink and my food together are great hangover cures, uh, either separately or together. But together is it's almost too much synergy, my friend. Synergy, synergy absolutely. Um, I want to say this that I remember when I worked in my first bar. So when we would work on Saturday or on Sunday after a night before of drinking. When the bartender saw us, the head bartender saw the look on our face, he would just make us a virgin Caesar and say, here, drink this. You need you need something. A virgin yeah. Caesar, huh? Yeah. Which I don't mind. This is the one drink that when it's in its virgin form, in other words, without its alcohol, mm. I still like this drink. I like that you had to say, in other words, without its alcohol. I mean, it, there may be people listening uh, who didn't know. They might think, oh, I thought, it, <laughs> I thought it meant it has a, a, a pickled penis inside it. Are you saying I over-explained? No, I think uh, we're, we're treating our, uh, our audience with kid gloves sometimes. Okay. That one I think they would know. Fair enough. That one I Fair think enough. they would okay. know. Okay. Now, this, I'm going to do the classic recipe for the Caesar because as I make it, some people might be like, oh, but I use tequila or I use horseradish. I'm using the original recipe yeah. from 1969. Yeah. By uh, the way, another uh, not, not to make this an anti-American thing at all, too much horseradish in your Bloody Marys, guys. Too much horseradish. Yeah. That's all I can taste. It's all I can taste most of the time. 
And sometimes I go, give me one-third of the horseradish that you would normally use, and it's a perfect drink. For me, the Bloody Mary pales in comparison Agreed. to Agreed. the Bloody Agreed. Why am I Caesar. even bringing it up? It doesn't, it doesn't have a place at the table today. If you, you can't get the key ingredient, which is Clamato's or Walter's or a clam-slash-tomato-based drink – then you're just going to have to wait till you come to Canada because I had yeah. some cousins who owned a bar in Italy and they had the Caesar here and they loved it. Well, they went back home and they're like, well, we don't have the you know essential tomato slash clam juice. Yeah. So what the, he did was he grabbed his bar blender, blended clams into a paste and then added Ooh. tomato juice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he said it was the most vile thing he ever made. <laughs> he goes, he had to throw away the blender because it smelt Oh, no. Clams. Oh, my God. So we don't recommend you doing that. One thing you could do, maybe put a bunch of clams in a basket and stomp on them and maybe that juice comes out. You know, a la, a la grapes, a la grape style. Uh, listen, I don't know about that, but it sounds I'm making stuff up horrible. as I go along, too. Does it sound horrible? So... <laughs> It does. Oh, I realize I did. I did a, a mistake already. Okay, so what we need to it's do so early for a mistake. Okay, what, what did I do with the limes, buddy? You have a you have a plate of limes. limes. It's somewhere. Ugh, I got to press get pause. Limes. Let's I press pause. Okay, he's back. I got the limes, <laughs> and I had cut them, and I'm like, "Where's the limes?" My wife's like, "They're on the table." I'm like, "Okay." So, this drink requires a rim job. All right, and I hate the way Marco. that sounds. Listen. <laughs> Marco, behave yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you smell this in the studio? I just poured out. So it's celery salt is what you need to put in a little dish when you're making this. I've noticed some people uh, sort of half rim with celery, celery salt sometimes, right? Same thing. I've seen that with the margaritas, the daiquiris. The salt is on like a, a half of it. Go so home that it if leaves. you're going to do that. No, you would like your lips to touch celery salt. Yeah, every sip, that's the right? way. Okay. That's the way the the Lord meant it to be. So that's the way I'm going to make course, it. Of course, I'm doing the original recipe. Listen, if you want to half rim something, go be my guest. <laughs> no, for Marco. Full hey, okay. you were going to call bullshit on something. Uh, I was going to call bullshit on something um, a few episodes ago. You talk. We talked about um, egg whites. Look at the scholar. And he pulled you, out a book. Uh, you he lied out. to me about egg whites. Um, we were talking about the amaretto sour. Yes. And I was like, I thought they use egg whites. And you were like, no, in fact, they don't. But in fact, Marco, time for your apology right I'm now. I'm not going to apologize for it because what I said was in a lot of bars, in the bars I worked with, we didn't bother with egg whites in the amaretto sour. To me, egg white and amaretto, to me, is a gross combination. But you're right. You can, in Marco fact— Marco and lying is a gross combination to me, okay? So we both both agree. Okay, I'm going to agree. <laughs> you, I said that you didn't have to or it wasn't required or didn't have it. It's true. You you can, in fact, the original recipe did have egg whites. Anything that has a sour can, and some people would say should have egg whites. You so stand corrected. You, I stand corrected. I stand uh, apologized to. What was the other thing you put in the rim? So right now, Marco, you can hear the ice going into the glass. That's what he's doing. Uh, but for the rim, you put uh, celery salt, but then you added something else. Okay, so what point. I did, I just took a lime that I um, quartered, and then I, I used it to uh, wet, get, the rim. wet the rim with lime juice. Then in a little plate, I put the celery salt, and with the wet rim of the glass, I twirled it into— Okay, but I thought there was two things you put into that. No, just this. Okay. It's celery salt. I'm actually using Clamato Rimmer because we had it, and I was like, I'm not going to dig through all my stuff to get actual celery salt. 
But why do you it, take shortcuts with no, me? No, it's not even shortcuts because this <laughs> is celery it's salt. Clamato, it's made by the Clamato people. I'm yeah. totally joking. Of course, yeah. it's great. So celery salts. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's the first thing. You need to bring the glass. I brought you because you said you like to drink out of mason jars. Mason jars. Well, one of the best Caesars I ever had at Joe Beef in Montreal, okay. internationally known Joe Beef, was, uh, was in a mason jar. It was the first time I ever drank. It was maybe a dozen years ago. Uh, when I was living in Montreal, and uh, our table wasn't ready, and uh, David McMillan, wonderful host, said, "Don't worry, guys, um, I'll take care of you." And he gave three of us a Caesar, amazing, with the largest shrimp on a sort of a bamboo stick sitting on top of it, and uh, and uh, in a, in a large mason jar. And I was like, "Why does this taste better? Is it because it was free?" Is it because of the size of the shrimp? Sure. Or is it because of the mason jar? I don't know to this day, but I still well, it's it's good PTSD. To be fair, Joe Beef's never going to steer you wrong. No. But the importance of a a glass like a mason jar or a pint glass or a sturdy glass. This drink requires a sturdy glass. You can't have just a little no champagne hot, flute. No, no delicate liqueur glasses. This is a drink. That needs a sturdy glass. All right, so let's let's get to the making of the drink because I feel like I've talked enough about it. Vodka, yeah. classic. You can use gin. You can use tequila. People use all kinds of things. Ounce, ounce and a quarter of. Uh... Yeah, don't be shy with me. I, uh, you know, I okay. stayed tr- true to character here. I, I came in deep in character, Marco. This is a hangover drink, and I arrived. Hungover, oh, are as you? It because were. I'm not. Because yeah. I was like, oh, the one time that I don't have a hangover, <laughs> and I'm making the hangover. Well, I, I didn't drink for a few days, and then yesterday uh, drank a little bit uh, with a buddy, and then I got home. My wife was like, "What? You're drinking? Okay, let's drink together." And then we drank, and then uh, next thing you know, it's uh, we're on our fifth episode of Insecure, and it's twelve thirty. I'm like, "Oh, I gotta get to bed," and then I woke up um, just in weird shape, man. Not great. I should have peeled. I should have opened that before. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, yeah. I hope this is a cure for you. The interesting thing about a, a Caesar, I wasn't listening to you half, half of what you said. Uh, uh. Bottom line, but I love that you went. Oh, that's so great! And if I repeat, if I say to you, "What was so great?" You'd be like, uh, "You and this your wa- Tabasco bottle I'm opening." You and your wife drank together. That's, that's what all, I heard, and that's all you really need to know. That's exactly what you heard. Everything that needed to be heard. So the classic Caesar drink, they often call it the two, three, four, because you can do one ounce of vodka, two dashes of Tabasco or hot sauce. One, two. You like your spicy, right? I do. All right, let's let's just. Let's just I'm that. a, I'm a two nine three. I don't know what the <laughs> three dashes of. I'm going to say this wrong. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah. No, it's Worcestershire, isn't it? Okay, whatever. You tell me, folks. Is it Worcestershire? Have you been there? No, but Worcester in England is a place. Yeah. Which is spelt Worcester. Right. But we right. say Worcester, and this is Worcestershire. Okay. Hey, Listen, man. Send your emails <laughs> on the pronunciation. Worcestershire. 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 All right. So, uh, vodka. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Uh, Tabasco. And I'm going to put a little bit, a pinch of salt. Oh, as if there wasn't enough in yeah, all those well, things you've already you know, I'm doing in. the classic recipe. Classic and it requires... Recipe. I'm the sure weird it's... thing is, did you say this was a two, three, four drink? Yeah. Where's the... You put one ounce four of Four ounces of So the... it's actually a one, two, three, four. Well, then, yes, right? you could say okay, a one, two, but, one. They, but they call it the two, three, four, because sometimes you can put an ounce, an ounce and a half, an ounce and a quarter, or okay. whatever. So, so assuming you put an ounce of vodka, two dashes of hot sauce, three dashes of Worcester, mm. uh, next you're going to put in the 
clam Caesar mix sure. drink. Let the record show that I listen to everything you say, by the good, way. Good. Huh? Even some of this nonsense with the numbers that don't add up. I'm still catching all of this stuff. Okay. All right. I'm using – because you had mentioned Walter Caesar mix uh, it's before. It's really – I believe in this product like I've never believed in something. Because traditionally really I would use Clamato's juice, course, right? Of course. And Clamato's – Mott's made Clamato because of this drink and from Walter Kell's recipe. This is named after the inventor, Walter. Ah, who you spoke about at the beginning of the show. You yeah, mentioned Walter. Yeah, okay, and great. what I like about this particular um, – <laughs> this Clama- or this Caesar mix, mix – yeah. Is that it is uh, a Canadian product, and they have an ocean-wise certificate for the clams they use, and they use North American clams or clams in the from the Atlantic, mm-hmm. all natural ingredients, no artificial flavors or colors, no preservatives, no high high fructose corn syrup, which I I can't stand, and uh, gluten free. It's great. It no, but I'm good. like I was rem- you had mentioned I was like. A mix is a mix is a mix, no, right? No, Marco. Then, I mean, as far as Clamato's juice, I would I would use the traditional Clamato's, sure, right? Sure, But then when you mention this, I'm like, let me go buy it. It's a little bit higher priced. Sure is. But let's see if it's uh, – oh, it smells great. Worth it. All right. Worth it. And then you have some of these accoutrements here as well, which yes. – when I lived in Chicago – we lived right off of Division Street, which is sort of, you know, this main dividing street. Sure. Hence the division. There were – I was big into the NFL and we would go at noon to this uh, bar that I'm name escapes lime. me. Uh, lime on the edge now. Black pepper on there. Completely unnecessary in my view. But No, no. This is the classic. I'm making you the You're classic, classic recipe. Kind of. You think it's unnecessary? Well, because you already put the Caesar no, mix in. No, no, no. You need no. this black it's pepper. In my opinion, you need it. My okay. goodness. It's like saying uh, – I don't know what. Don't put the... I, well, I feel like I just said Jesus didn't exist to an uh, Italian guy. That's what I feel like I just did, and you just took a huge offense at For me, You can't is, see what okay? happened in Marco's eyes just now? Very important. I did not give you a straw. I'm, I feel like you don't want all the Caesar rim. You're <laughs> no, just no, going to have fine. to deal... No, no, no. I was really just asking. I'm I love this drink, this. too, because uh, you can just stir it with the celery, celery stock, stock that you put in it. Yeah. Uh, you Back to Division Street. Oh, and Division Street, we used to start at noon and watch football till like, I don't know what it was, 10, 11 at night. Ten hours in a bar. But the best thing about that place, and there was only really one good thing, they had a Bloody Mary bar. Oh. So you go and buy your ounce of vodka, and then you go to the bar. So you could go orange juice or grapefruit juice if you wanted to go, or you go with the, the you know tomato juice. And then... Pickled onions, pepperoni, shrimp, all kinds of different pickles. It was a, it was insanity. You can use any pickled item in a Caesar. Yeah, from like you said, from olives, onions, sh- uh, shrimp, and what, do you want to take a picture? I left my phone outside just so we have. I wanted to take a picture of you holding it, but now I'm going to be holding it, and we're holding right now the podcast while Ali takes a picture of the Caesars I made. Give a smile. Why, am I smile. in it? Uh, you don't like that? Oh, what a good I'm in, smile. I'm in so many because you take the pictures and I feel so <laughs> stupid. Okay. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers to you, brother. This is a great looking drink. And it's, I know it's, it's the classic one. I always squirt the lime juice in myself. Of course I do. All right. Like a gentleman. Yeah. Was I raised by, by cave people? Of course I squirt the lemon in. Some people will even replace the vodka with um, beer. Of course. For a hair of a dog, right? Yeah. Uh, Tequila Caesar also works really well, in my opinion. In Mexico, they'll use um, beer and tomato juice. I think it's called the Michelada. Michelada, my friend. Oh, that's a good drink, buddy. That's a good drink. I don't mean to yell into the mic, but there's a lot of rim sauce on it. Sorry about that. 
No, but, what? Now you're apologizing? Are you just crunching? One time I snapped my fingers near the mic and he's like, never do that again. This guy is crunching a celery stalk into the microphone? It's got to be done when you're having a seizure. You, in my opinion, you need the celery yeah, stalk. If you never eat celery for the rest of the year. That's okay as long as. This is the time you eat yes. it. So that took a long time. And, I, and if you're like, get to the food already, the seizure takes a bit of time. It has a lot of things to, to be put in it. And, and to make it, it's glorious. You need a you need what's called a mise en place when you're making yeah. a Caesar. Otherwise, it will take you very long. Mise en place is, uh, uh, you know, literally your your stuff in place. So you need your cel- your celery stalks already washed yeah. and out there. You need your salt uh, out, pepper out. You need the uh, celery salt in a glass. All those things, and then it's a snap. You, Just t- take five minutes beforehand. And get you need your place to be all mised up, right? Yes. And- <laughs> As the French roll in their grave. Canadians will drink this at bars too because it's like it's a lot of work. It's a lot of things to chop and get ready in the home. I'll just have one in the bar. They have it all set up there. Everything's right in front. And as you said, you can get shrimps with it. You can get bacon with it. You can get all kinds of uh, uh, pickled things in it. It's just fantastic. Marco. Yes. Did you say bacon? I say it every day. All right, that is a great segue into our next segment. Now, this is going to take a little while, but this is my favorite hangover cure of all time coming right up. Are you saying today's episode is the hangover cure episode? It's the hangover episode, yeah. It's so great because the last two episodes we were totally hungover for, and this episode I'm sober. So well, you let me know if this is Next week a... you've got some work to do. Next week's episode, we're going to actually have our first episode with a guest. That's right. That's right. Bill. Bill Antonoy. Antonoy. Probably He's not how it's me. pronounced. He, he actually wrote it out phonetically Antenui. for me. Antenui, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Antenui. Yeah. No. He's Ant- Greek, so <laughs> so that's going to – that's he's going to hate – if he listens to this, he's going to hate the way he's – Bill, stop it. listening uh, a minute ago. Please. Bill, we're going to say it right on the day. Yes. All right? So now we're going to go to Ali's Hangover Cure Food. Right to the thing. Here we are. What do you think of this level? Holy Christ is all I can say. Okay. I hope that doesn't offend you. No, no, his uh, his presence here is needed now and after we eat this. In the words of uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan, bacon. Uh, bacon is here. Bacon it is, is here. Uh, now, now, this is obviously uh, Marco. This is you know you mentioned Christ. It's not typical that a Muslim would be making a bacon dish and talking about how it's his favorite uh, hangover <laughs> cure. You know, I have a friend who's Italian, actually, who gave up eating pork and all his Italian buddies. The joke is, hey, look at look at Muhammad over here. You know, and I, t- I don't take offense. I, and I think that's hilarious. That is what we're known for. Not eating pork. Right. Um, I'm going to bite while you talk. I'm going to bite and I will tell some stories uh, about bacon. Okay. This looks fantastic. Talk and I'm going to eat. Okay. Okay. So he's eating a bacon sandwich and it is going to be messy and I warned him him about that. When things get messy, uh, Marco starts to panic a little bit and anxiety is there. But now I feel like he's okay with the mess, with the warning. We're going to have pictures of this uh, sandwich. Uh, Now, look, I, I... I didn't grow up with bacon in the house, right? As a Muslim family, that was not something we ate. The first time I was in my 20s, I lived with four other guys in a house. Every Sunday, Michael Chorney, one of my roommates, would fry bacon. That was his bacon frying day, and it would be part of his whatever. I like this guy. I haven't met I him. Know, I you're a fan. Like you're a fan. It would be part of his potatoes on Monday. It would be part of a sandwich on, on Tuesday. Whatever he was doing with his bacon, all the bacon got fried and put in a container. And that smell... Was so foul to me. 
Oh, it was, it was it not was a good. Terrible. Oh. I was like, oh god! And I used to have to hightail it out of there on Sunday, and uh, there was a laundromat nearby. I'd go and I'd drink there. There was a laundromat with a bar, uh, just to get away from the bacon smell. Over time, you know, time heals all wounds. You start eating bacon in small quantities, and you're like, oh, this is great. I love what this is doing to a dish. And I feel like bacon, you can overdo it with bacon. I feel like society yes. is, right? You agree with that? 100%. Okay. Listen. It's like garlic. People like garlic more. No. You remember no. Emerald Lagasse? Garlic, and everyone would cheer. Just look at that guy. See what happens when you do excess of things? I'm sorry. He looks like a bag of shit. I'm going to say it. He doesn't look good. People. He doesn't look good. But that's not because of the garlic. That's because of the 45 other New Orleans-style dishes that he's he's making. But the point is, you know, in moderation, you bring bacon in. Because right now we're – it's like crazy. The double Baconator uh, with with triple the bacon from Wendy. Did we say Wendy's? We're actually just renaming ourselves to Bacon's now. It's uh, It's madness. But bacon in the right place can do wonders. And so this sandwich, this sandwich came from a, a movie called Spanglish. Amazing. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Spanglish with Adam Sandler. I feel like it was one of his better pieces of work as far as serious uh, movies go. He was also a chef. He was opposite Tia Leone in this movie. And one night when he's particularly sad and fat, he makes himself this sandwich. And it turned out later, we saw the movie with the DVD extras. It was a sandwich inspired by Thomas Keller, Thomas Keller of the, the French Laundry uh, restaurant. And, and, and actually, Thomas Keller, this is his sandwich. I'll tell you what he makes. It's a BLT fried egg and cheese sandwich. So bacon... Monterey Jack cheese, rustic white bread, mayonnaise, tomato slices, butter, lettuce, unsalted butter, one large egg. This Good is, for you. This Donna. is amazing. And we used unsalted butter. So too. what we did here yeah. is we used unsalted butter. Because you butter. said to me when I gave you the butter. I, I shat on you for yeah. having the unsalted stuff. But that's because we were just eating the bread at the that's time. That's true. So what do I do? I make bacon. I have the egg. I forget the cheese on this. Okay. We already omit have the bacon. The I omit the cheese. I have avocado in there. I that's have sriracha. Omitting the cheese is good for any Orthodox Jews who might want this exactly. because they can't have the bacon with the cheese, exactly right? Exactly right. Huh? Now it's two animals together, the right. egg and the cheese. Right. The, the chicken and the, por- the pig are together and right. that's fine. Okay. Uh, I put in the tomatoes. I do put in the mayo. That's not always necessary either once you have avocado. Um, but I add sriracha for some heat oh, and nice. I add arugula instead of butter lettuce for some bite from that. And um, – and the bread, not rustic white bread, but sourdough. This sourdough Every bread, Every I've been time. to San Francisco, and they've got great sourdough bread. This sourdough bread here is out of this world. I'm so excited that you mentioned Spanglish. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about food in film with Bill. <clears throat> so it's a nice segue to next week's show. So if you like, if you want to hear about food uh, in film, Send us your favorite film that has food featured in it as almost a character on its own. Now, I'm going to describe this while Ali has a chance to bite his. There's a beautiful combination of textures and flavors here, a beautiful combination of salt and uh, I want to say sweetness because you've got the, a bit of mayo. You've got the avocado. In other words, avocado, nature's mayo. And you've got the arugula. You've got the tomato. You've got all these wonderful savory flavors, but these sort of uh, – Lush flavors, too, that complement this with the crustiness and the uh, pureness of the sourdough bread. This, to me, is a perfect sandwich, especially if you have a hangover. And it, it accompanies our cocktail perfectly. It's unbelievable. What a great hangover episode. So my – Where did you get this bread? Sorry to interrupt your It's thoughts. a place called Matacioni in Toronto. It's on DuPont and they sell – 
Uh, half Matikioni? Is it C-H? C-H is a Kia? C-H-I, like Chianti, yes. right? Matikioni? Matikioni. Okay. Great note. I've been saying Matikioni for about eight weeks. Finally, you correct me. There you go. Matikioni is... Um, is a place that uh, you know specializes in pizza and all things uh, related to dough, and they have these sourdough breads. They open at eight in the morning, and the sourdough. When I brought it to Marco's, it was still warm, piping hot. I would even say I actually put it. I put my car, <laughs> my seat warmer on, in the passenger side seat to keep it warm. Actually, um, it was like holding the most beautiful baby you yeah. ever held. Yeah. I didn't want to let go. Yeah, so anytime you can go somewhere, wherever you live. <laughs> that, that should be their slogan. That's Our bread yeah, yeah, is like yeah. a beautiful baby. Exactly. You don't want to That's what go. you should be asking for. Do you have a bread that I can hold like a baby while it's still warm? Sourdough, like a child. Sour, a little sour, yeah, yeah. but also rewarding at some level. Sure. You know? But also mm, a little yeah. sour sometimes. Now, the reason I made this sandwich, brother, because you can do a thousand things with bacon. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite things that I ever had with bacon was uh, was actually a salad. It was a, um, it was a, like sort of a mixed greens with blueberries, and 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 crumbled bacon. So the bacon was was fried um, yeah. in the moment, and uh, and some of that bacon fat was mixed with a little bit of maple syrup and oh, rice wow. wine vinegar. So it had this tartness and sweetness and fattiness, and then the blueberries had one of the best things I've had with bacon. And it's a salad of all things, but that's one of the moments. This is going back, you know, over a decade. I realized that bacon has its place. It really has its place, and it doesn't just have to be us shoving sure. our faces with bacon left and right. So this sandwich, I feel like, like don't get me wrong, I love a great egg sandwich, but right. this sandwich, you could take out the egg. Still a fantastic sandwich. Bacon sandwich. You could take out the tomato or the avocado. Still a great sandwich. Right. It's bacon and egg now, you know? But when you remove the bacon from the sandwich, something something significant uh, leaves yeah. and departs the sandwich and your life. Well, it brings the saltiness. And when you have the sourdough bread, I, and I also want to say for a gentleman who grew up not eating bacon, you certainly made up for it in your later years <laughs> as you talk about all these Thank dishes. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Is my passion showing through? No, yeah. it's great. Like, listen, this is this is the type of sandwich that – and what I like about it here is it's not it's not perverse. Do you know what I mean? Like some sandwiches mm. – sometimes people make these sandwiches. They call them hoagies or heroes and they just – Everything but the kitchen sink is yeah. in it, and so you taste nothing. You just right. taste a melange of meat sure. all g- gelled together. I right? feel like a muffaletta is that. We were talking about uh, Emeril Lagasse yeah. in New Orleans. And I didn't mean to slut shame him. No, of all right? I didn't mean to do that, so I apologize. <laughs> Please right? do. It's, just, it's coming I, a little I, late, I, your apology, I, I've to be never honest. been a huge fan of, like, I thought he was all bam and no chips. That's all I'm going to say. I got okay? you. Right. I got Fair you. Enough. No, I, look, as soon as the crowd started yelling for garlic, I was like, I don't like this no, show anymore. No. I want to, you know, I'm there for, I like a Ming Tsai, if anybody knows who that is. Do you know who Ming Tsai is? No, East but, meets West? No, I, um There was another guy also from Napa. Uh, Michael, uh, insert Italian name here. Okay. On his Napa Valley, uh, in his Napa Valley home. No. Nah, God, I can't remember his name. Anyway, the, he was the, great. The barefoot Contessa? Not him. No. Okay. And that's a lady, by the way. That's okay. Ina Garten. Yes. But um, I just – I like it without the BAM. You know, I, create your own BAM. Why do you need uh, 300 people in the audience and some associate uh, director going like, okay, clap now. Yeah, yeah. Cheer scream, now. Scream, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I, that's not what I We're want. We're going to do an episode food. where we critique all the chefs on shows. Okay? <laughs> That'll be coming up. Is that right? <laughs> okay. All right. I can do it. I want to say what I like about bacon 
and uh, similar products like Spec, Pancetta. I only really know the Italian ones. I know that there's a bunch of French and uh, Spanish and Portuguese and other nations have uh, their their version of bacon, including Canadian back bacon, which we don't call Canadian back bacon. We just call it back bacon or pimeal bacon, I think is what we call it. Uh, these, these pork products that are from the belly, right? The bacon is from the belly, hence the name pancetta in Italian, which means pancha means 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 Italian, means means belly. Um, there's a fattiness, a saltiness, and a little can go so far in sauces and dishes and whatnot. Right. And you don't need a million strips of bacon in this particular sandwich because with the sourdough and all fine ingredients, I gotta give you compliments there. As much as I as much as I, you know, like to poke fun at you, every single thing you brought in this dish from the free range red eggs to the arugula top quality. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, Marco, I, I don't know what to do with myself. These compliments. Because I feel you can out taste the difference. And we're going to have some pictures that yeah. we put up. And we were joking about it because we're like, we're no food stylists in these photos. No. We're, they're just, just so you know what we're talking about. But when you look at you're going to be like, what is this mess they're making? Yeah. Is that a banana in the corner? Listen. Is see, that the <laughs> tissue that they drain the bacon grease on mm -hmm. sitting beside the sandwich for of no good reason? Of course, of course it is. It is. Of course I also is. want to say if Mr. Keller from French Laundry is listening and he wants to fly us to his restaurant so we can, you know, taste his wares and talk about his things, I'll happily go. I don't know about you. Next week when I tell you that he passed away is going to be a sad week. Did he pass away? <laughs> no, oh, I don't know that. Christ, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> my heart fell into my balls just then when you I said know. that. I, I, just, oh, I, I wanted to temper your confidence a little bit, the okay, Canadian fair. way. You're like, now you're being flown around the world? Take I'm just it saying, easy. listen, if the French laundry needs needs some publicity, which I'm sure it does. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. It's fa it falls on hard times. They can't charge the $1,000 per dish as they do. They might want to bring us there to talk about it. Let us know if you've been to the French Laundry and what your experience yeah, was because I'd absolutely. love to hear that. And, and, and furthermore, tell me about – look, I don't want to hear that you loved eating bacon with bacon with a, with a crumble of bacon on top when it was wrapped inside bacon. But mm -hmm. places where you've had bacon and it really added something to the dish. Yeah. Um, and I, I ask this from a, a Muslim perspective right. because people are like, well, I lived my whole life without bacon. Why do I need it? And I'm like, that's true. That's true, but sometimes what it can add is something very, very special. Like right. salad that I told you about is one example. This sandwich is another mm -hmm. example. And uh, again, like garlic, I think uh, I think caution. You can use it cautiously. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I just feel like you know. Also, coming to it late in life, I feel like it's pretty high on the salt and the fats. Yeah. You just don't need that much of it. Those nope. two things are are great ingredients that you can add to complement other stuff. Here's something I need to mention as well. You cook the bacon the way I like it, okay? Some people feel the need to cook the shit out of bacon till it's a piece of carbonate, until it's like a thin piece of like uh, like petrified wood. I don't know how to describe it, yeah. where it's like all the flavor is gone. All you taste is burned. They're like, but I don't like the fat. I'm like, then if you don't like the fat, you don't truly like bacon. Bacon has fat, and if you can't eat the fat, I have no words. I have no words. If you love bacon yes. and you hate the fat, Write in and tell Marco how you exist as a human being, how you can hold your head up high in society and call yourself a human. I what I'm saying what is don't saying. burn the shit out of the bacon. Yeah. It needs to have a little bit of um, uh, color to it. It needs to, You need to see that it's still bacon in my opinion. It needs to have uh, a taste. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Help me out here. Like you, you <laughs> That's the way bacon should be cooked, yeah. cooked is what I'm yeah, trying I to say. Yeah, I think so. If you want low-fat bacon, then maybe have something else, mm -hmm. you know? Um, my favorite pork, if I'm really, and I, uh, 
Believe Everybody me, wants will. to know a Muslim's favorite pork, so this is the segment we call. Least favorite is ham. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Talking pork with a Muslim. Yeah, I Welcome love it. To talking pork with a Muslim. Uh, ham is the least favorite. That's a waste of everybody's time. But it is actually pepperoni, my first love. Really, my first love. Yeah, because huh. it was on pizza when we were kids. Sure. Nobody asked who you are, what your background is, what your allergies are. Right when I was a kid in the eighties, it's like. Uh, pizza is served, and, and it was uh, it's with always your family? pepperoni. Oh. No, 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 no. You just you peeled off the pepperoni. Okay. But as I say, I have a one man show. I do twenty minutes on pepperoni. I used to give the pepperoni to my white buddies, right. and I could see the joy in their eyes. Of and I was course. like, I like joy. How come I can't experience that? What is it? Oh. And I was a a fat so. I was like, I want to, I want to. I'm going to eat this one day. What am I doing here? I'm giving away this pepperoni that's creating so much happiness for others. So when I did try it, it was uh, it was pretty thrilling. Oh, that's great! Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still uh, it's and now I've had like you know there are pepperoni that are imported from Italy and and and, and cured in certain ways and uh, specially produced sure. and all this kind of stuff and. I get excited about it. Okay, so let me run through some pork products and get your yes. Muslim perspective on because we're doing <laughs> uh, talking pork. Talking with a Muslim. Okay, uh, prosciutto. Where does it rate on your scale? Look, um, I've had the best. Okay, and that's all I want to have. Okay, because otherwise, this run-of-the-mill prosciutto. We've all had that situation. You have a prosciutto and yep. brie sandwich, and you. Take a bite, and the prosciutto comes right out of the sandwich, yep. and it's hanging like a Gene Simmons tongue off the side of your face, and you're like, oh, you're trying to shove it. I don't want to have that situation ever. I want a prosciutto, prosciutto that can can break down, or I want a prosciutto like it's um, it's packaged nicely. It's like wrapped around a melone. Sure. It's wrapped around yeah. a date, Cantaloupe. and it's yeah, easy sure. to eat, and it's a one-biter. Prosciutto in a sandwich, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right Really? Way. Oh, then I have to Unless make it was high Okay, and fair enough. Prosciutto. And cut th- shaved thin. Thin, thin, there you go. thin. There you go. Exactly. Okay, ham hocks. Uh, I have, uh, I mean, do you eat the hocks as well? Do you eat the ham around it? I've had pea soup that mm. had ham hocks in it that I've enjoyed, but the hocks themselves... What about uh, pork skin? Yeah, I'm into it. Oh, I like a five on ten on that. Um, pork loin, very good for the win. Pork loin is delicious. How would you make your pork loin? Well, I don't make pork. Loin, oh, you don't right? make in the pork home, loin. I okay. never make pro- pork loin, but I would treat it very similar to lamb. Yes. In the end, right? I would use. I mean, lamb goes a little bit more towards mint if you're using a you know the sure. North American or European. But uh, pork they but, use. So it's interesting because pork they use often pair it with apple or apple sauces. Sure. So, so this is what I was going to say. I was going to say I, apple. I, I, forgive but me. For pork loin, I always think of things like apricots or uh, or cranberries Mustard, or some yeah. slightly sweet, um, offsetting, mm-hmm. complementary flavor. With the pork, I don't know. It why brings that a bit is. of sourness too, like uh, those fruits that have a bit of sour, like the cranberry yeah, or the, the tartar. yeah, the tartar. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Um, pork chop. Pork chop is good. It's a good time. I mean, look, I'll never order it if there's also lamb and steak on okay. the menu. It's not my go-to. It's not your go-to. But um, look, if we're if we're at a dinner, there's seven dishes. One of them is a pork chop. I'm having that pork chop. I'm whereas I'm refusing ham. You're refusing form. ham. Any it's form. not your thing unless it's serrano. Jamón de serrano. Yeah. Then, then you okay now. But that's not really ham, is it? Serrano isn't serrano like a prosciutto. It's the it's the it's leg. It, isn't the ham? Isn't the ham? It doesn't look anything like no. the maple glazed ham that no. North Americans have popularized. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's my ham. Those are my ham ones. I can think okay, of. You never got to ribs. Oh, ribs. Ribs. Come on. Uh, I know you hate them. Are you out of your mind? Okay. Short ribs. 
Yeah, big fan. Uh, but short ribs, I've never seen pork short ribs. Those are always the beef short ribs. Pork ribs. Pork ribs, I'm good. I'm good with pork ribs. Just good? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I like them. I'm, 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 a, I'm a judge at Rib Fest every year here in <laughs> Toronto. But I mean, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had my fair share and I, I really enjoy them. The thing is that, you know what the problem with ribs is? Uh, too much sugar. Yes. Too much sugar. Yes. People make them too sweet. Yes. Barbie. I mean, I just feel like, you know, you eat a dozen ribs and you're like, well, I'm pretty sure I've got diabetes. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is what this feels like. I like a dry rib sometimes. I like a dry rib because they're not sweet. I like, like my sweet. own rub. Uh, I like, uh, yeah, and, 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 and I don't need it to be like where I shake it and the meat falls off. It doesn't have to be fall no. off the bone. There you go. Get in touch with my Neanderthal yes. self. You know, yes. I want to gnaw at the bone. I don't want to be like, oh, so dainty. Let me use the, the bone as sure. a little... Uh, Thing. Like a, like almost like a toothpick, like that's a tooth- holding the meat. Yeah, and then let's no, take it off. No, no. Yesterday I had jerk pork with a Scotch bonnet sauce, uh, sauce at a place called Supermarket in in Kensington Market yeah. in Toronto. That jerk pork was absolutely terrific, and that's what it was. It was like a dry rubbed jerk, a lot of fat in it. I don't know what cut of pork it was. Um, but just cut into pieces with toothpicks sure. and to, to dip into that scotch bonnet. And it was terrific. Like I'm I'm going to be thinking about that for a couple of weeks and I'm probably going to go back and have it again. Guanciale? Um, guanciale oh. is exactly – it's very similar to speck and all these right? Because guanciale is pork – Jowls, right? Yeah. Pork cheek is what they call yeah. it in Italian. But it's actually the bacon, this part – Oh, the, the triple chin? Yeah, like the triple chin. That So, so you, if you can picture bacon from the belly. Yes. But if I'm on all fours, like a pig, right? Yeah. You know my, my fat under my chin? Yeah. That's what guanciale is. So when you say pork cheek, yes, it com- it encompasses all cheek, this. But, really but it's, the it's, it's, the, it's the bacon from there. So yeah. it's fattier and it's... it's I've it's enjoyed sort of, it when I've had it. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's sure. generally used in dishes yeah. then served like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I can't think of that. I think there I've covered. You've the, got a the, lot I've of got... it. If not, if not, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty comprehensive list that you gave me. <laughs> uh, ham is at the the lowest, the lowest. and, and pepperoni is at the top, and everything else is between the five and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it safe to say you don't like ham because they make it so sweet? A lot of people make it with pineapples. There's and the sweetness. And, and... There's just like it's just not that tasty. It's okay. like pretty mediocre. Like, look, it's it's like any meat. I approach meat as something where that I shouldn't eat meat at every meal. Sure. So if I'm going to eat it, I want it to be good. Right. And you probably shouldn't be eating pork at every meal either oh, no. as a Muslim. No. Some Muslims might say you should never be eating right. pork. Right. Right. And so it's it's not necessarily the pork that you want to go to hell for is ham. That is not where – what is that saying? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to uh, lay my cross on – this is not where I wanted to stay. Anyway. Oh, I like the saying that, that... – this uh, great saying, huh? <laughs> the hill I don't want to die this on. This is it. The okay, hill. It's okay. the hill. God damn it! Well, I, this is also me. I'm really good with sayings, huh? How do you feel about horse meat? You know what? We'll save that for another show. That's another All show. Because right, that's a... oh, that's good cliffhanger, right? <laughs> it's like people are like, "What are they going to talk about horse?" Meat? No, let's pull the reins on this horse and go to what's in Marco's mouth. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing. We're Let's find out what's in Marco's mouth. I I shouldn't have eaten another bite of the sandwich before this segment. Now your upper lip smells like bacon. That's all you're going to smell. All right, I'm going to let you smell it first. Oh, this is amazing. Not in your hand, but just put your nose. Bring your nose close to me. Here you go. Here you go. 
Okay. Oh, it this doesn't. Is... It smells kind of vinegary. Okay. It has a bit of a vinegary, almost like a malty kind of smell to it. Sure. Almost like a malt vinegar is what I'm going to say. Well, the immediate image I get is something brown in color. How many ingredients is this? Uh, do I tell you right away? How about I tell you after? Okay, yeah. you you know best. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I smell mouth. it. So I, it's I'm... definitely something savory. It's gonna it's gonna maybe have an umami flavor to it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. okay. Uh, okay. Mouth open. It's in a spoon. Spoons in your mouth, and uh, you're off to the oh, races. What did you do here? <laughs> well, that's not a guy who's enjoying his meal, huh? What are you tasting? What do you got? Oh man. I wasn't expecting that texture. It's kind of like, oh man, it's kind of like dried something dried and crumbly in small pieces. It's um, it's something you put into dishes. It's not a dish itself. Um, so it getting, is one ingredient. It's one ingredient. You're, you're getting yeah. there yourself. So yeah. that is, I'm going to tell you it's, that. Um, I'm going to say it's a brown ingredient for sure. I know this flavor. I'm going to kick myself when I get it wrong. Okay. Can I have it in my hand or is that too much to ask? I mean, it, uh, it's going to okay. make a mess. That's the, it's really I, I won't make a mess with no? it. Just a little okay, bit. Here you go. Oh, fuck. I'm going to make a mess. I can feel it. <laughs> I mean, you got to trust me on these things. You're the one with the blindfold. I'm the one who can see. And I'm the one who's gotten to know you and your eating habits. You're going to make a mess. Okay. So it doesn't have a huge amount of flavor. It's... Dried, I know this too. So isn't that interesting that you made that whole face and that whole reaction and it yet it doesn't have a huge amount of flavor? It doesn't. Um, it feels – it almost feels like coffee grounds. It's not coffee grounds, but it feels almost like really large flakes of coffee ground, which doesn't exist. But uh, Also, I'm not sure what kind of monster would I be to show up to feed you dried coffee grounds, you know? But anyway. <laughs> it, has a, it has a multi – umami kind of flavor to it. It is um, – oh, this is a tough one, my friend. Yeah, this is a tough one. This was a either you know it or you don't okay. think. And given how little respect for you, you have for yourself and your diet, I was like, he may not know this. Okay. Oh, so th- then it's something healthy? It is healthy. There's a hint for you right there. It is healthy. Oh, I want to say it's nutritional yeast. Yeah! Oh, no, 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 it is. It is. It's nutritional yeast. Oh man, I blew. I blew. You blew the mic. I blew the mic. Blew oh everything. man, I can't believe I got it. <laughs> I, can't I can't believe, believe it either. <laughs> I can't believe it either. All I gave you was one hint. Oh my god. Which is that it's healthy. And look at you. Oh yeah, because you know you. what? I could tell what the flavor was. It's not brown. It's more of a yellow, a yellow yeah. color. But yeah, it's nutritional yeast. So for let me sure. talk to yeah. people about nutritional yeast while Marco stops sweating <laughs> uncontrollably with excitement. <laughs> Uh, nutritional yeast is this – it's a deactivated yeast. It's sold uh, as a food product. Uh, it's it, it's in the form of flakes and a yellow powder, as he said. It can be found in the bulk aisle of any of your, your bulk food stores. Very popular with vegans and vegetarians as either in recipes or as a condiment, which is why I said to Marco, you don't have enough respect for yourself to uh-huh. know what this is. But anyway, of course he does. Very significant source of B-complex vitamins, which oh, is sometimes – in a vegan diet, you're lacking that in your diet, so you add this. Uh, sometimes it's fortified with B12. So it's not always okay. – people say like, oh, this is where I get my B12. No, it has to be fortified, fortified. with B12. Uh, it's got a, a nutty, cheesy flavor. It's kind of yeah. creamy. You add it to stuff and like Marco said, after the first bite, you're like, oh, 
I can barely taste this. My yeah. kids really resist this at first, and then they have it, and it's like it stops immediately. But we have it on uh, popcorn sometimes. It's the best wheat. Eggs, private. So you know, some theaters actually sell it. I didn't really? know about this. Yeah, when I was looking it up, I read that some movie theaters sell it as a as an additional topping. How do you put it on your eggs? Uh, just exactly like that. Just tossed on scrambled. Like eggs. you would salt. In other exactly. words, exactly. Yeah, because it has a salt. And even more a, generously, a very hint of. I don't want to say salt, but the, it has that savory sort of essence to it. Yep. In and, Australia, they're called savory yeast flakes, oh. not nutritional. So there you go. The word, uh, New Zealand, they call it brewfax. United States, a little less kind. Uh, it's known as hippie dust or nooch, nutritional yeast. Nooch. Okay. I was like. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's fed to prisoners of war. So it has this kind of an uh, ugly past <laughs> sure. in a way. But it, it, it is very punishment? good for you. Exactly. Very yeah. nutritious. Very good for you. Not bad at all. You know, it's uh, – I don't know. I would have never eaten it if not for that uh, three-month spell as a vegan. I would have never tried it. Would never have known about it. So I didn't know if you'd know about it. Uh, but now that we have it, we're like, hey, it's a great little addition to so many different things. Today has been my favorite episode. Okay, from... You're still radiating. I'm this so excited. I can't believe because it... I'm actually taken aback. Also. I, I, I can't. I can't, I can't believe that moment. It was like, <laughs> oh, it's the moment. Thank you from this moment. Uh, but apologies to everybody's ears as well. I mean, I think I'm you're going to have to do some serious editing on your. Uh, I mean, they'll uh, understand your cheers, of course. You've never I hope celebrated with... anything on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's all been a big L for you this entire experience. Because it would seem that Marco knows what he's talking about. Like it's like, oh, he's an expert taster or something. I'm not. Until you're blindfolded. But in, And it's like Until all of a sudden I have this sort of uh, – first of all, I don't like the aspect of being blindfolded. But that aside, I have this pressure of trying to get something right as if I'm an expert. Yeah. And every once in a while, today's the day I where I am the expert, is all I can say. <laughs> the pompous vibe that you give yeah. is finally justified. It's I'll have crazy. this for the week, man. I'll be walking I... around like I can <laughs> nutritionally – I'm going to put nutritional yeast in my bath is what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. That's how much Scrubbing I love this product. Face with it yeah. It makes a great scrub if you're ever like, oh, I feel like I don't have enough B vitamins in my face. Okay. That's that's Marco trying to sound intelligent again <laughs> and that there's no proof of that whatsoever. I've, I've, in my reading, I've not come across anything that confirms that. My friend, before we end, I want to say a special shout out to one of our listeners, Karen, who gave us a great recipe for carrots and really appreciated our episode on sweet potatoes. Yeah, thank Keep you. Keep those things coming in, and we're happy to mention. mention Karen it. was saying grew up not eating squash. Is that right? And, yeah, I, yeah, uh, and sweet, potato, sweet potatoes. I think it was sweet potatoes. potatoes. I think yeah. she grew up not eating starches, and now it's uh, it's being reintroduced to her via our program. That feels you. nice. I, like I feel that. I feel like that's what we're going to do with people who don't eat bacon this show. They're yeah. going to be like, you know what? Ah, it's time. It's time. It's time to get off my it's vegan It's time diet. to try it. Look, I'll tell you something. My wife, also raised as a Muslim, mm -hmm. has tried it, and uh, it's just not her thing. Fair. If she can taste the pork, she doesn't enjoy the flavor at all. And I, I can understand because of that time when Michael Chorney would fry those sure. hundred strips of bacon. It was overwhelming. It was crazy. But, uh, you know, you got to give people time. That said, I'm not trying to force my wife into, you know, bacon imprisonment either. No, listen. But... You eat what you want to eat yes. and enjoy it when you do. Yeah. Uh, next week's show, we're going to have a special show. Look out for it. And thank you for listening. Yeah, that's it? You don't want to say what the special show is again? I think I said it was, you uh, it was food. You just don't want to mispronounce Bill's last name No, again. I'm not going to say Bill's. food and film with a, a film reviewer. We're going to talk about uh, about uh, his favorite and our favorite films that have uh, food. 
featured as And he's got a couple of podcasts, too, on film. So we'll talk about that as well next yeah. week. Yeah. So we won't be making a dish. We will make a drink so that we can all sit and drink together and enjoy and we will do, company. And uh, we will do What's in Marco's Mouth because Bill wants to see that oh, yeah. in, in life. In Special form. request. Special request. <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations, Marco. It's been Thank a big you. day for you. And my, my hangover is my hangover is cured. Yeah. Even though I couldn't get the word hangover out properly. Maybe it's not cured, but it feels good. I feel way better than when I came in. Thank you, brother. There you go. Until we eat again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs>